retrospective through the lens of decade sometimes when we talk about the show we're supposed to talk about i am garrett i'm pretty sure fantastical pedantic i'm chris that was like a cyclone joker thing i don't know hopefully it was hopefully it read <laughs> and i'm editor sybil here this week because of the fact that evan is on a road trip looking for the horse guy a memory <laughs> And uh, Garrett is apparently one half of a a uh, host who can speak this week. That's true. I am one half of a host. Or technically a third. I, I think that's how that would canonically work. <laughs> I, I think we have a lot of questions if we all start sharing a body. Oh yeah, that would be make things complicated. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time it's happened in a, sh- in a Kamen Rider show. Have they gone up to three before? Yeah, yeah, the the Zio. weird yeah the raw oh, the weird right. um the weird geo form. Yeah, it took me a minute to be like, oh yeah, they did do that one <laughs> where his two friends turned to do his shoulders. I completely forgot about that. It was so near the end of that, and the movies did other things, and yeah, they haven't done four yet. Somehow, how did they never do uh two common riders and double combined into double common riders and then those double riders combined into a double double common rider well, because they went they went the separate way and they, and they split double into two uh, okay I still feel like my idea would have been cooler there's different belts in double that's true Shotaro and Philip have the freak belt it's also yeah I guess they are the only ones that have that belt yeah, everyone else went, wow, this is really inconvenient. I was wondering about that. <laughs> anyway, we, we watched some Fudo P.I., which is why we're talking about Double. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why we've been making Kamen Rider Double jokes. Yes. So, Chris, you're the only one of us who hasn't seen any of Double, right? Oh, really? Oh, fun. Um, is, is Are there any, like, really sexy femme fatales in W that, uh... Like, or kind is that of? just a new thing for the anime? Little bit. Uh, the anime is much hornier about it, but it's less horny than the manga. <laughs> I, I, I still the think the I still think the manga is more tasteful, to be honest. I'm just saying we don't have bare breast on screen in the anime. That's true. The uh, female um, semi antagonist of this arc does uh, bathe in a public fountain, but the uh, but the detective tastefully averts his eyes. We don't yeah. in the manga. No, I th- wait, does he not? I don't know. I just, I no, just skimmed don't. through this too. Oh, oh yeah, we we don't. He does. Yeah, he he has a hat to pull down, but readers readers are not allowed to pull a hat down over their face. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you could. It would just require you to have a hat. If you have a manga reading hat, you're already doing something wrong. That's true. Yeah, if you wear a fedora to read manga, I probably don't want to know you. <laughs> That's fair. But most of why I asked that, Chris, is because I know that Garrett and I were familiar with the rules to begin with. I just wanted to know, do you have any questions coming into this about what the hell happened here? 
Well, I know that Common Rider Double is a firestorm. I know that. Uh, yep. I'm a little unclear on why the... Okay, for so now that um, Amnesia is in play, how are the memories that are little USB drives that have superpowers in them related to memories, the actual thing that is stuff we remember? Ah, they're not. No. Not in the least. Not related in any sense, huh? Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> Gaia memories are basically the universe having a memory of a concept. Okay. Uh, yeah, I thought I remembered... It's I watched the, the episodes 2 and 3 just a bit ago, and episode 1 like a week ago or so, and I could have sworn I remembered in episode 1... Um, doesn't Philip say something about the Akashic Records or something? Yep. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's why. Why does he have the power to look at those? Well, it's his family's thing, but he's the last survivor right now. Oh, okay. Uh, he had amnesia during the series, which is how mm -hmm. he showed up in Shotaro's life, and that's because someone tried to murder everyone in his family, and he got out. Oh, so he's like a Sasuke. Uh, less evil. Uh, I don't know about that. Sasuke wasn't evil eventually. He stopped being evil at some point. Though, I, I did not watch Shippuden, so... I probably shouldn't have used this example. Now he's just a terrible dad. Yeah, now he's just a super neglectful dad. <laughs> yeah. They they do kind of hint at some of the Philip stuff or like with the family and stuff because the show does open on a very abridged version of Begins Night. Yeah, I I definitely like. Did Shotaro's dad get murdered by an evil organization? It is not his dad. So I guess to back up, Begins Night is it was one part of uh, I believe it was the Double Decade movie. And that was the prequel to Double Proper that kind okay. of showed how the events of Double started. Um, the person that you saw who died and is referred to as Pops is not Shotaro's dad. It is um, uh, Akio Akio's, is that her name? The, yes. Yeah, it was Akio's dad. Um, who is that? Um, Shotaro was just his apprentice uh, detective uh, at that time. Okay. That makes sense. I thought it might be something like that. Anyhow, this is the story of Shotaro Hidari and a guy named Philip, who are two halves of Kamen Rider Double, who work for Akiko Narumi, the owner of the Narumi Detective Agency. And eventually we start meeting some other characters, like a mysterious fountain bathing girl named Tokimi, who can pop in and out of reality, a mobster named Tachikawa, who has uh, some shady businesses in the area and is not particularly fond of his properties being drawn up into the mystery of Tokime stealing the bag of one Chuda Subosaki, the client who comes to the the agency. <laughs> and I assume the, uh, like the intro where uh, Shotaro is talking about how he is a hard-boiled detective and he just wants to be a cool detecting person who does cool things. Like, uh, so, <laughs> that's from the show, I assume. I, I assume yes. this is just for return. This is for new viewers, right? Yeah, you you weren't here for my pre-recording rant. It wasn't even a rant. It was just me being going. This was solved in the show. We got past this, but we had to bring it back because it's a manga now. 
what was solved in the show? Like Shitaru like Hard being boiled, joked about boiled, being like soft boiled and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like like that was like a whole like character thing, and like we, I believe it's been a while, but it was generally like resolved and like moved through by the end of double, and then mm. they kind of just brought it back. That kind of just reset that character arc because they there's nothing else good to do with the character. They reset it at the start of the manga. We we get past it pretty quickly from memory. Oh okay. I, de- I find myself liking Shitaro a lot. Uh, he's clearly, like, a huge fan of, like, noir detective films. Like, he's basically trying to cosplay as Humphrey Bogart all the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we love him for it. Yeah. Uh, he is also, like, the he, he is genuinely cool sometimes, but is also a goofball. So, uh, like the catchphrase that they give of he is half of one detective, he is also half cool. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I, I'm into that. That's fun characterization. He he is full cool when he is Common Rider Joker because that suit fucks. It's pretty awesome, yeah. Well, no, so there, there's like a part where like he goes solo and he gets a lost driver, and he just gets to use the single Joker memory. So just picture the Joker side on both of it, and it's mm. so fucking sick looking. Yeah, I was actually wondering about this. Um, the Cyclone Joker, the colors of the main character, is mm-hmm. a, uh, that's green-purple as the primary colors. Uh, that would be a villain or anti-hero in American superhero fiction. But, um, does, does Japan have that sort of color coding that we do? I mean, yeah, it's supposed to be a little sinister. That's why it's got a skull face. No, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I guess all common writers are a little bit Joker. Like Joker especially leans into that. Mm. Yeah, but, well, you say that, but like fucking skull exists. Okay, like, but still, let's count up your sins as a fairly uh, ominous-sounding catchphrase. It's a pretty good phrase. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. yeah also, not a lot I... of common writers will put a hat on mid-fight. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, okay, I do have one more question about, uh, Kamen Rider Double. Uh, mm-hmm. why are their cell phones so cool looking? <laughs> <laughs> so, when Double started, um, he had a host of detective gadgets that were vaguely insect-themed, and the stag phone is one of those devices. I believe the camera was a bat, and, um, there was a couple other can't place but there there was like a robot insect theme going on for like the detective devices okay oh that's pretty neat uh i assume a line of toys of these guys literally could like be slid the halves could be literally slid apart and you could slide other halves together with them i don't think it was quite that um i know the stag phone could combine with the trigger magnum which is the gun weapon of Luna Trigger. Right, but but like the the figures of the common writer himself. Okay, so in the show, they basically only paired things up in a few specific forms. Because suits. Well, kind mm-hmm. of. Basically, overall. But there's this recent set of very nice figure kits which are actual Plamo plastic models based on Double, which are 
things you put together in two halves and can mix and match, giving you six different sets of parts. That's sick. I'm I'm glad that, like, some, yeah, like, how could you not do that? Like, it's a marketer's dream. But, like, to put this into perspective, this show came out in 2009, and those kits came out in 2020. Yeah, they're very recent. It's part of the, how was it, the Henshin Rise line? Yes. I'm actually looking at two on my shelf right now that I need to finish, which are... One of them is Luna Trigger. I don't remember the third. I believe it's Heat Metal. Yeah, yeah. And that's also an interesting thing, too, just like with the show in general, is um, generally uh, uh, Philip's memories are more, like, um, element-based. So you have, like, the Cyclone, Cyclone, Heat, Luna are his. And then Joker is kind of like the physical weapon side, with um, Joker being martial arts, Metal being um, a staff, and Trigger being a gun. Okay. Yeah, I was actually w- gonna ask about um, what the uh, name, the Joker name comes from. I don't know. I don't think it has a specific name. <laughs> they they kind of play around or reference it. They use it as kind of like they've used it in reference to like a trump card and like a deck of cards to be like ah, with luck okay. and things like that sometimes. So it kind of plays into that and like you know like a cool detective story type deal. That makes sense. Yeah, I could see that. I didn't really think there was going to be any, like, any uh, answer to that question. So if they've done a little bit of theming with it, then that's pretty much good enough. <laughs> so, uh, in once we get into the actual show, I do kind of want to talk about how the uh, main character only misses he misses a huge clue to the investigation he's about to go on because he has to walk away like a cool guy. If he had just kept watching, he would have had a huge uh, leg up on this investigation. That's that's possibly true. I mean, it's it just would have moved a step forward. I think seeing seeing a woman jump and like and land on like a seemingly invisible platform would yeah, have her disappear helped into thin immediately. Air would, have, uh, would have probably told him that this was a bit of a weird situation. Yeah, I mean, the witch. The whole thing is predicated on someone coming to him going hey i fell in love with a witch he would not have known anything about tokime from running into her on a dock <laughs> that's true. Well, maybe not does anyone actually play billiards at their billiards bar by the way no it's just their office oh yeah they just share the building with it it's sort of like how there was an arcade i grew up next to that shared a place with a bowling alley and a pool hall <laughs> that's pretty dope yeah, yeah. Yeah. They had wings and they were open until 3 a.m., so it turns out I spent a lot of time there in college. Holy That's shit. fair. Yeah, 3 yeah. It's like that or a Denny's at that point. And it turns out I didn't want to go to a Denny's. You know, you know, hot take for whatever, Denny's is pretty good. I haven't been to a Denny's in so goddamn long. Mass-produced egg just, like, always hits. I do, I will literally eat egg in, like, any format at almost any time. I have a rule that we can no, we cannot go to Denny's more than once a year. At least I can't. (laughs) Everybody else wants to hit up Denny's, that's fine. I ain't going. What did Denny's do to you? It's a long time scale. Okay, I worked at an overnight 24-hour liquor store for years, and... 
we were on a corner of a block that had an all-night motel, a Denny's, a gas station, a 24-hour Mexican joint, and my liquor store. And the crowds you got between all of these places, <laughs> directly next to a trolley station in San Diego, were miserable. And yeah, we would occasionally wild. have fights from the Denny's spill over across <laughs> all of these lots once people were kicked out of the Denny's. It, it really only could have been worse if it was a Waffle House, eh? <laughs> I was just going to make a joke about it. It should have been a Waffle but House. But we don't have those on the West Coast. I didn't know they weren't a West Coast thing. What's your unit of measurement for like how bad natural disasters are then? If you can't have the Waffle House uh, Doppler. Yeah, the, the nearest two to me that it can pick up are in Arizona. Wow. Yeah. And I gotta scroll up. Like, they're in Phoenix. <laughs> Welp. So, yeah. Well, Denny's is pretty much equivalent. Just uh, Waffle House is just more, more hardcore Denny's. Oh, yeah, Waffle House has a sort of chaos energy that I can love and respect. <laughs> That's fair. Denny's is like corporate Waffle House. Mm, yeah, Denny's is extremely. It remind Denny's always reminds me of that joke uh, from Community where uh, I have to get the diner open by eight because it's statistically shown that old people like to go to retro diners at that time of night after the evening news scares them about the state of the current world. <laughs> I like it. Anyhow, yeah, so as we mentioned, uh, Shotaro runs into a mysterious cat-eyed woman on a dock and sees nothing of it. And this is when a uh, weird chubby guy comes into the apartment that they all work out of and goes, Holy crap, someone took my bag! It was a witch. I think I love her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I totally didn't... Okay, uh, spoilers. This guy's gonna be revealed to be, like, the villain eventually. I totally didn't see that coming. I was really, I was genuinely surprised. You you probably should be asking after a certain point why he is so focused on the bag. But yes, the twist <laughs> is definitely going to blindside you. Yeah, I mean, it didn't feel unearned. It was just like, oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I just figured he was. A, I just figured he was a goofy schlub. Mm-hmm. Right up to the point where we discover that he's tried to get a mobster to murder everyone. Right, right. Yeah, until that point. Yeah. We, we gotta have, like, our Yakuza, like, si side story in here. When are we gonna get a crossover with, uh... Fuck, what, what is the Yakuza guy's name? Kazuya and, and a Kamen Rider. I want it. Oh, man. I want that to be a side story. Isn't I mean, you're not... gonna feature Kiryu again? I thought I re I thought I remembered hearing something about they're bringing Kiryu back, and a lot of people uh... were kind of grumbly about it. He's going to get a six point five side story, but yeah, he's been in some promo material, and we don't know how much that's tied up in eight, and how much it's just that he's getting a new game. Because they did specify, like after uh, seven, like a dragon, they were going. They're like, we're gonna make JRPGs for a bit now. Yeah, I saw people seemed upset, like, that, uh, it, it seemed like the developer wasn't confident in, uh, what, Ishikawa's the name of the main character? Ichiban, and he is the best, and I love him. Yeah, like, uh, 
People are saying the, de the developer isn't confident in Ichiban carrying a game on his own. I wasn't sure how true that was, though. By what I heard was, like, they are continuing with him and, like, they have shifted, like, they're gonna do Yakuza with Ichiban for a bit and they're going to be JRPGs. Yeah, that'd be cool. The real answer is, as we're recording this, we don't fucking know. That's uh, true. Okay. Uh, like a Dragon's <laughs> real good, though. Highly recommend. It was in, uh, like, the Humble Bundle just the other day, I think, so... Or a couple it's, months ago. It's also just, like, on Game Pass and everything. It's very accessible. It was fucking... Yeah, it was in the PlayStation Monthly, like, last month, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's Look, available. I'm still on Kiwami 2. I'll catch up. <laughs> I'm, I'm on... I'm at the very beginning of 3, so... I just played Like a Dragon and went, fuck knowing things. But I already <laughs> own all of the others. I gotta play through them in order. Yeah, hmm. I, I'm in the same position as Sybil. <laughs> you don't need to do that. I played through Xenoblade 3 before finishing 1 and 2. It's fine. <laughs> okay, that's a... Well, no, actually, I've put in a lot of time into Yakuza games. So I guess, especially if I start doing 100% runs of... Shogi and Mahjong, it can be a 100 to 200 hour process. Never mind. <laughs> That's fair. Did I tell you I taught myself Mahjong to play uh, Yakuza 0? Because I did you that. You did hey, tell me awesome. that. That's very good. <laughs> the uh, I think Yakuza 0 is the only time in any iteration of Mahjong I've ever naturally gotten a Yakuman hand. Damn. Yeah, it's only the okay. one time. I've, I've played playing Mahjong since I was, like, 17 or something. The, the, you know what? That's another thing in, in this <laughs> show. That, like, the romance between Shotaro and Philip has been toned down. Uh, it goes a little harder over time. Okay. I was actually wondering about that, because I definitely had gotten the impression that I mean, Shotaro and Philip literally share bodies and, like, um... Uh, yeah, they seem pretty, like, they have a lot of, uh, complicated emotions between the two of them, so I was assuming that was the, uh, main through line of the show. So, a thing you have to realize that doesn't come across in this series as a vacuum is that Double was very popular with mothers. A lot of Heisei Common Rider was, but <laughs> Double was very popular to the point that yeah. they basically cannot get philip back because he's gone on to a very successful career in j-dramas <laughs> <laughs> and oh, in fact great neither shotaro nor philip in this are played by the original actors even in voice form these really? are the gen these Holy are the shit. gentlemen who have been doing them in video games oh damn I'm kind yeah. of surprised they couldn't get Shotaro's actor back. They might have been able to, but I think they just stuck with the team they already had coming That's in fair. to do voices for things. Yeah, uh, I mean, if they've had these guys doing voices for these characters for a while, yeah, it's uh, pretty common for Japanese studios to stick with the people who are... I just bring it up because, um, like, uh, Shotaro's actor did a couple of movies post-double... I think, um, was Heisei Generation around game time? Yes. Yeah, so I think he was brought as far back as, um, 
uh, Tyson, which was the, I think that was the guy movie where it's like Showa versus Heisei. Oh, that does sound like a lot of fun. I, I did notice that the, uh, when he goes into his uh, Cyclone Joker form in episode three, finally, they do um, keep that. He does have that little tick where he like, he like uh, rubs the, he like flicks his hand and does the finger guns to the side thing. It is very cool. That is brought over from the show. Yeah, the suit actor does. Like, I remember seeing that accent in some of the other stuff we've seen where uh, W shows up. Though, there was another thing, too. Sybil, I don't know if you caught it, but did you see when Double did the Kaiza fix time motion? Yes. There's some adaptation flourishes in this. I'm not sure what they're doing with this show. I was going to save this, but... Double is kind of getting a resurgence. I just double-checked the video game, which was wrapping up a long-standing series of plots that ran through these series. Kamen Rider Memory of Heroes was was a 2020 release. That was the O's Double Zero One game, correct? Yeah, that's the one. Bring that up. So there's that. And yeah, I double-checked because I wanted to make sure. Yep, both of these boys were the voices on that. And... That was around when they started doing the push with the double model kits. Yep. And then that's around when they started making the push into the West with Kuga and some streaming and eventually Blu-rays. There were rumors where everybody was thinking double was going to be a thing. Yeah. Yeah, there were. And we've still never seen a single thing other than Fudo PI, which has also got swept up in some bullcrap because it was announced as coming to Funimation. Yeah, it was a Funimation <laughs> announcement way before the merger. Yeah, before any of that, and it was in mid-2021, they showed the first preview of it. Yep. And then it's just come out on Crunchyroll now, and sort of... There's no announcement of bringing the manga over. There's no announcement of bringing Double over. They haven't really pushed Kamen Rider in collaboration with it. Whatever the hell has happened there seems to have fallen through. I could see. I mean, it's Toei, so that makes sense. Well, it's Toei, and now it's Sony. Yeah, Sony owns Crunchyroll, which bought out all of Funimation's everything, from my understanding. Right. And they're slowly dissolving Funimation, but it seems like International is the only reason that brand still exists right now. Which is that really weird to me, because I feel like among my fan- my circle of anime fans, like Funimation is a very well-known brand, and has been for a good 20 years. I mean, it still is. There's multiple markets where only Funimation exists, no Crunchyroll. Right. So it seems extremely weird that they're planning to dissolve the Funimation brand. I'm like, that sounds like a weird choice, but hey, you know, whatever. I, I feel like it's just like the cycle. I feel like just with like any of like the the companies of the time, like like AD, like ADV and all them, they all just kind of like follow this loop of being dissolved into the next one. Well, uh, yeah, the fact that antitrust laws don't get enforced anymore is also a big contributor to this happening. But that's a little bit beyond the scope of our discussing Common Rider W. 
Yeah, we, we can't go into Foundation X as well as oh, Microsoft and Sony. Oh, you brought it up. I was, gonna, I was gonna bring it up. <laughs> What's I was Foundation gonna... X? So, I, I don't think, does it ever, like, actually finally go anywhere? Because... So Memory like Foundation... of Heroes is the wrap. Okay, Memory of Heroes is the wrap up for Foundation X. So, Foundation X was a foundation that started in Double, and it it came over to um, O's. O's when that came out, which was the show after. So it's kind of like this through this like through line between like the early um, Neo Heisei, if you use that term, or Heisei Phase Two, the the post decade era of Heisei. Right. And it was kind of just with those, and it was kind of like this shady organization in the background. I guess like maybe you could like see it as kind of like a shocker esque type thing, where it was kind yeah, of yeah. They like... wanted to make a shocker Gorgum style. Yeah. So yeah, it was clearly gonna. They thought it might be a through line for the whole, you know, series of shows, and, uh, like, some writer just wasn't interested in it after a certain point. Right. It petered out really, after O's. Yeah, they didn't really bring it up too often, even in O's. But there were dangling threads, and especially Fudo P.I. has a little bit of that, so... I was gonna ask that, I was gonna ask if you knew about if Fudo P.I came back to it Did, but then like like it was an x-aid a little bit it's all over yeah foundation that's exactly x is it. wild it's just kind of become a catch-all if you want to throw something together oh cool it's in the cyborg 009 graphic novel that's that's a plus um okay which one uh, uh the link just says cyborg 009 graphic novel let me uh, follow didn't, didn't you do okay, a I whole think... read through or watch through of cyborg 009 recently civil i did and i I think since it says graphic novel, you're talking about the Western one, and that's bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it looks like it was the 2013 one. Yeah, I think that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Thinking. Oh, yeah. It was split into five issues for comic. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's still yeah. funny that it's there. Oh man, it came up in again. Ah, oh, it came up in X Aid too. Not X Aid. Build. That's yeah. Awesome. Build. I knew. Isn't Build set in an alternate universe? Yeah. Sometimes. Uh, I wasn't going to say sometimes, but yeah. <laughs> Except for when it's not. Yeah, um... I think it's the the next arc on this show, if you go forward, they start bringing in the Foundation X connections. That's cool. That stuff was always interesting. Mm-hmm. Fudo P.I. is an interesting work, but this is the most it's gotten any English love because scanlators have never really consistently picked it up despite it running for years yeah it's definitely like a dead work there's some stuff going on now but it's very slow it's it's kind of in the same boat as like tokusatsu gaga ga, where you find out there's like a million volumes of it <laughs> i mean uh well if you're gonna subtitle something doing it like or just uh translate something for scanlations like uh you know, doing something with Common Rider on it does seem like it's more likely to get you a C and D than other stuff. I think I think Spirits has been fully translated though. Spirits is kind of the bastard child, though. That that is a correct statement. By all accounts, Toei's not the fondest of spirits. They're never gonna release that. It's not under their umbrella. They would never let that happen again. That's fair. Spirits is fucking wild. 
I, are you familiar with spirits, Chris? No, I am not. Have you seen the meme, there is no God, there is no Buddha, there is Kamen Rider? Yeah, I was, that, I think that's the only thing I know about it, that that, that panel comes from Kamen Rider Spirits. Yup. Spirits goes places. Spirits goes some very sanin places. <laughs> Including God is saying God is dead, canonically. It's okay, I'm sure he'll come back eventually. Yeah. I hear there's a thing about that. Three days? I don't know. Check your god watch. Your god timer. You know, I was just playing Doom the other day for the first time. Just never played Doom before. And I saw an upside-down cross in a room, and I was like, wait a minute, Jesus exists in this universe? Shouldn't this be his problem? Shouldn't he be dealing with this? Well, that's why the Doom Slayer is, like, God's warrior, pretty much. That that but, sounds like a canonical thing I said. I don't... Is is that true? I, I feel like I'm pretty close to being correct. We cannot go into Doom lore. We cannot go into <laughs> Doom 2016 lore. Okay. I just I just saw the cross and was like, wait a minute, hold on. Isn't there doesn't God have a guy who does this? This seems like I'm coming in on someone else's like someone else called in for a day and I'm fixing a problem for I'm them. pretty sure that's <laughs> a Doom Slayer's job. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Jesus forgives the Doom Slayer rev Vengeance. Yeah, rev avenges. Let's go with that. The, uh, yeah, the episodes we watched were the first case of Fudo P.I., and it's pretty self-contained. It basically just gives you the setup for the rest of the season. Yeah, by episode two, once you see that, uh, to Tokimi is in the intro, it's like, ah, okay, well, she's clearly not gonna be the bad guy, and, uh, is going to join their, their club of, of buddies after this arc. Really, that's that's just like an A plus troll by um by by Axel to to do that. Oh, I I just feel like it was like explicitly done to fuck with Shotaro. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yes, yeah. So a thing you may not know, Chris, is that uh, Akiko's husband Ryu, the detective on the police force, is also common writer Excel. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, she does mention him a few times, so I was wondering about that. Yeah, they just mentioned that he's on the uh, Paranormal Investigation Division, but no, he's actually a writer. Yeah. Oh, okay. He was the secondary writer of Double, and has shown up in um, other shows since. It seemed like the police know that common writers exist in this universe in a way that the public doesn't. Yeah, there's a reason they have a division who will charge people with Gaia memory crimes. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I forgot that Tokimi also runs as fast as a motorcycle at some point. Uh, why, why can she do that? Well, you find out a little later. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Is it just nanomachines, but instead of nanomachines, it's Gaia memories? Basically. But, um, yeah, basically it's at, uh, toward the end of the first episode, uh, things start to get kind of real once, uh, they reveal that, like, uh, some murders have been happening where dudes get dismembered and parts of them have been getting eaten, which is just way more hardcore than I was expecting the show to go this quickly. Yeah, this is a seinen magazine, Weekly Big Comic Spirits, it runs in. Yeah, um, and every, basically most of the characters are 
fairly sure that uh, Tokimi is the one who is doing that because she's doing a bunch of other weird, mysterious stuff, and there's Walking no other in and obvious out of walls, showing up at all of the murder sites. Really, yes. it's the showing up at the murder sites that kind of does a lot. <laughs> yes, repeatedly showing up <laughs> over the corpses is definitely going to make you look pretty suspicious. But people keep calling her a witch because she keeps walking into walls and on air and vanishing in front of people. So Yeah, witch stuff. Oh yeah, I was going to ask if there were witches in Common Rider Double or nope. if this is the first. This That's that's a first, but you know, not quite a witch. That's okay. true. For a second, I'm, I, I went, was was there a witch memory? But no, I remember what the W memory was. Yup. Because it's important. And uh, it may be implied that, at least in the series, you basically just got one per letter. Oh, okay. That's true. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah, that, that's not an explicit thing. Yeah, in in from the show, the guy memory was, oh, each letter had its own memory. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not a universal thing in that world. There can only be one memory per letter, as the movies would not exist without the case. But, you know. It's just a thing the show does. And it makes yes. the toys easier. Yep. Ah, okay. Oh, you just need to keep track of 26 of these. Okay. After they get to the finding, figuring out the corpse thing, um, there's a bit where they they uh, interact with the Yakuza in here, too, because uh, Shotaru falls through a wall and then is in, like, a Yakuza building. Yeah. His name is Tachikawa. I just, he's basically the kingpin. Mm, pretty much, yeah. It seems like it. Yeah, and, there's uh, like a chase scene through like the the chateau, the shadow futo that can be gone between. Yep. Uh, futo is is Japanese for double, right? Uh-huh. Oh, I okay. don't know. I've, it's it's just the <laughs> fictional town that double takes place in, and uh, we I, talk about wind a lot. I think futo actually is the way to say double in Japanese. I think I it, could be wrong on that, but I'm fairly sure. I don't know that it's an actual word, given that uh, trying to run it through a translator just got me Fengdu. Fengdu? Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Fengdu Detective. I could have sworn I saw them subtitle it as the word double at one point, but I could be wrong on that. I could be overestimating my ability to hear Japanese. Okay, so the episode progresses a little bit. They do the bit where... um. They find out where uh, Tukimi bathes in the fountain. They, uh, Chitaro and the client go to confront her. Uh, she runs away, and then they all fall into the, like, the dark hour from Persona, basically. Shadow Fudo becomes a regular thing in the series, which is part of how they expand the lore. Right. Which is weird because when they explain um, the the road memory, they ex- it, it, it seemed to imply that it was the road memory that did that, but clearly there's more to it because we break the road memory and there's still a shadow world. Uh, yeah. So the end of episode one is um, yeah, they dive out of the the fa- the shadow world back into the real world, and uh, then Philip shows up. And I, they don't really explain exactly what Philip's deal is, but just my 
limited knowledge of what Kamen Rider Double is about let me pretty easily figure that out. Philip spends the entire first episode only speaking from behind doors or on cell phones. That's true. He's napping. He's a sleepy boy. Philip kind of comes off like an asshole, but then the second episode, Shotaro kind of comes off like an asshole. Yeah, I I got the feeling that Shotaro is definitely, like, that uh, he and Philip are pretty close, but Shotaro's kind of trying to hold him at arm's length either to to prove something to himself or maybe to Philip. I don't, I don't know. I haven't read the original manga version of this arc in a bit, but yeah, this, this whole bit is just intro characters. They're distinct. They're yeah, not it, couple. It, it feel, it feels weird with this being a sequel like manga, because it seems to just like take a step back and reset a few things to use it for recharacterization in the manga. Which, like, I get. I know, I know, like, the manga was trying to pull in uh, audience who hadn't seen or didn't know about Double, so that had to be done to some extent. It just kind of, like, feels weird timeline-wise. Uh, well, I definitely got the sense of, a, a, like, a shared history and, like, affection there between these characters. It, it didn't seem like there was a lot of, like, direct conflict between them, just that, you know, maybe the conflict you get once you know someone really well and spend a lot of time with them. And then there are things like the hot dog scene later. You know, just uh, in case you wanted less subtext. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I saw that one. <laughs> it, it's it's later, and it's it's what you expect. Oh, okay. Yeah. The end of the first episode is pretty cool, though. The camera, like, cuts half of their face onto the screen, and then it, like, flashes between them, so... And, uh, yeah. Philip says, we're two halves and one detective. They both get a cool hero pose... Phillips is slightly undercut by the fact that he holds his hair up with bag clips. See, I, I didn't think of those as bag clips. I thought those were like the I thought those were like the paper, like the paper, like the office paper clips. They're oh, basically see, I always a... think of those as potato chip bag clips. <laughs> no, I think they're I think they're the office clips. Yeah, to me, they are uh, top of a clipboard style clips, just a little narrower. Yeah, well, you know. I guess that just goes to show what my frame of reference is. I have four clipboards in this room. That's a lot of clipboards. I have brain problems. <laughs> I, I don't know. I always just grab a, uh, a, a, like a Pathfinder source book when I need something hard to write on. <laughs> I, I just type because I cannot read my own handwriting. Oh no, there's a, there's a laptop within reach too. I bought just for that, but that's for different notes. So in episode two, we do finally get the intro and the outro. Uh, I really like them both. I think they're both really cool. I would have, I would, I before finishing watching this, I would have complained, and and gone. You know, you had like this thing, WBX, and it's a banger, but but they use it, so it's fine. Uh, yeah, the intro is a song called Private Eye, uh, and features a lot of really neat animation, very dynamic. It is really cool to see common writers just, uh, jump around in this sort of style, just being so colorful and stuff. Yeah. And I guess to, I guess to explain the thing, too, the insert song in episode, I think it's episode three, where they do the big fight, that's the opening from Double, and it's a bop. Ah, okay. And... People have suspected, based on the syncing of it, that the opening was written to be performed with that. 
But oh, that's interesting. I I would have to like sync it up and see. I I wouldn't. I, I there was a video going around the second week of the show. Uh, I do know that like some some studios do use these as cross promotion for musical acts and stuff. Like there's an incentive for there's a two way incentive to use popular musical acts in your your anime intros. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not someone just trying to bite off someone else's popularity. It was just very curious how well that worked. That makes sense. Because, again, it's a bop. And, you know, the ending theme song is performed by the the actor who portrayed Skull. That's wild. Yeah, Yeah. the, the intro uses a lot of electric guitar and saxophone as an accent, which is... I, I love that combo. Yeah, I think that's really cool. It's it's very like it's very like pop noir like detective sounding. Yeah, they're they're clearly going for like a classic noir style thing. And then the the outro has like all the characters dancing to this uh like fun drum and saxophone riff. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's very good music. It's not the double music overall, but it's you know, in the same style. That's kind of this series. It's it's not double, but it's in the style. Which is kind of what they've had to do with this license. I don't think we mentioned on this recording. Like in Geo, where you got a double arc that involved an entirely different set of characters portraying double because we can't get those actors back. Right. They did they did get uh axel back though so yeah i was wondering about that like i remember the suit actor for double came back because garrett highlighted he he, like mentioned a few things about him um but yeah i definitely was like wait a minute i definitely don't remember seeing anybody who looked like these two guys in the uh in zeo correct yep yeah they had the uh child with the suit right 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 oh right yeah and it's, yep. that is kind of wild, considering that they got back so many other people for Zio. They just just can't, like, as Civil said earlier, like, the, the actor who did Philip is just now too big. <laughs> he is too sexy. Too sexy for being in tokusatsu shows. And Double is kind of what led to leaning into that harder. Because, again, there ever since Kuga it had been, oh, Moms also like these young lads with the transforming belts, but... Yeah, it's definitely present in, like, Kuga and Ryuki. Double went a whole degree beyond, and because of how big he got and the fact that he has no desire to return Philip's actor, you notice that in a lot of the recent series, they aim younger with the heroes, the protagonists, and they go for people who say they were big fans growing up, so you might be able to work that nostalgia. <laughs> that's fair. That's, that's diabolical. But all of them give an interview now talking about it. It's, it's been a trend recently. Speaking of that and kind of in general, did, did any of you also see and can possibly confirm the news where... Uh, uh, decades uh, actor has re- like left the agency he's been with. So yeah, you don't actually get a transformation until episode two. And even then, it's like a cliffhanger at episode two, and it like it really you don't get to see 
the double suit in action until episode three. Yeah, there there's no common writer except for that uh, brief intro flashback in the first episode. Yeah, that's true. Uh, one thing I do like um, that I think that uh, it being an anime is able to utilize well is um, it's the best portrayal of Luna, like just period. Oh, yeah, I hadn't thought of that until just now, but yeah, does he have the same power in the the live-action show? It was the same power as live-action. It was always very wonky. Um, uh, like, the C- like, they yeah. use CG for it, I'm assuming, and yes. it was always a little bit, yeah. The, the CG always works better when they don't have characters touching real things with their CG effects. So, please remember, Chris, you've been watching some recent writer stuff like zeo where the cg is at mm-hmm. ps2 level quality in 2019 <laughs> yes it's true this, this was 2009 and we were lucky if it looked like a playstation game <laughs> yeah i mean i you know like uh kiva had some pretty wonky cg here and there so I'm assuming it was about Kiva level. I'd say Kiva's pretty not that far off from yeah. Uh, double two seasons. Yeah, th- there's two years separating them. Only the last few years have really brought up the visual effects CG game on superhero time. Yep, that's true. Yeah, especially um, like Rewa in general has been pretty solid, and Don yeah. Brothers. Uh, yeah, it was like a. Like Gates looked pretty good. Like the the first episode of uh of Comrade Gates uh looked pretty good, but that's the first episode. They usually blow a little bit more of the their ability to create good CG on the first episode. So far, we've kept pretty stable. Yeah, I think Gates is really gains a lot from everybody just having the same base suit and just being able to uh mix and match with that. Mm, yeah, that could probably save a lot of uh, time on the like the practical prop department. I mean, especially since like half of the stuff are repaints anyway. Welcome back, Channeray. I missed you from Forza. <laughs> They're bringing back stuff from oh, oh right, Forza wasn't that long ago. I got to mix up with Flights for a second there. Forza was still around. Uh, it was after years Oz. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was 2011, uh, maybe 12. maybe ten. Okay. Either way. So I have to give this series uh, credit on pacing. They keep everything in three-episode arcs, and looking into it a little deeper, apparently every Tonkabon is just straight up eight to nine chapter stories. They don't split any stories between Tonkabons, so... Oh, this, okay. Yeah, this... I, yeah, that's really good. I don't know how much this is done in advance, how much they practice it, plan out ahead, but yeah, no, it comes out at a pretty consistent clip, and they seem to script things in even batches. That's real neat. I mean, that definitely sounds like a difference, but if it's written as a seinen manga, then yeah, writing for a a trade. Well, in, in America, we call that writing for the trade, but yeah, like... Writing for the intent to be collected instead of the the week to week reader as the primary audience that you're thinking of makes a lot of sense when you're targeting an older audience. I also wonder if that's done on purpose because uh, double is is really 
probably the high of the era in Kamen Rider where they were really focused on two episode arcs. Yeah. The show would just kind of be like these two episode arcs that go through the series. You could you could probably argue it was probably started with Decade. I don't want to be quoted on that, but I think like it, Double it wasn't was probably clean on Decade. Yeah, Double was probably like the shining example and then like as you kind of got on by like Forze, you were kind of getting a little rough. And then when you got to Wizard, you were... Eh. Wizard's rough on a lot of levels. That's true. There, there's Wizard's a lot. Well, the few episodes of Gaim I saw, I don't think did the two episode arcs at all. Uh, Zeo is very explicitly organized around the two episode arcs. Right, which also could have been potential to to kind of call back to Homage that style decade, yeah. as, as well as being an anniversary series. But yeah, they've, uh, and there's a little bit of that in, like, uh, even back in Kuga, they did that a, a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because I remember when I noticed that each pair of episodes was always, had the same director, I was like, ah, I see. It, it makes it kind of a bit more clear what their, uh, what their recording, ske- or their filming schedule is like. Right. Probably easier with guests to block out two at a time, yeah. Especially since they yeah. swap directors and writers. Uh, the plot of episode two basically starts with, uh, they, they kind of, they talk to the Yakuza guy for a little bit about, um, the situation and why they're, uh, keep being around their building. Uh, you know, the Yakuza does some vaguely threatening, so, yeah, he's, yeah, he's gonna threaten them a little bit. Uh, they go back to the agency and explain to the schlubby guy, uh, uh like their, their deductive, pathway of how they've figured out what is going on so far and then we i eventually they we get to the bit where philip uses his ayakashic memory thing yep starts trying to figure out what memory could be anything like what we're seeing this guy do yep yeah he dives into the the gaia library so, you said his family could do this. Uh, this seems like a pretty high-level superpower, uh, I gotta say. Like, um, yeah, like, this is cooler than it. Like, I mean, a common Rider can punch and kick a guy, but this sounds really, really useful in, like, most cases. Oh, yeah. Makes you a real handy person to work with, uh, a private eye. Yeah, I'll bet. Real good at being Google. So, why do they have this power? I also don't know if they explain that. Oh, fair enough. Family business. Yeah, I I don't remember enough to speak, like, with authority on it. I thought it was kind of something where, like, Philip was, like, born as, like, the avatar of Earth Gaia memory stuff. And he can do it because that. It extremely reminds me of uh, Phoenix Wright, where they're just like, oh yeah, spirit mediums, that's a thing that exists. Yeah, why would you question that being a thing that is just a part of your normal everyday life? You know, this city is so weird and supernatural, the cops had to make a division for it, sort of like Gotham needing the Batman division. I'm just saying. (laughs) That's true. So... Yeah, Philip figures out the memory he's looking for. Uh, he narrows it down to the road memory, and he figures out 
that um, the reason that he is doing these murders is because he, in order to create the roads that he moves around the alternate world on, he has to, like, vomit up his own blood to make the streets. And so he gets really hungry, and the easiest way to fix that is by eating people. Correct. Yep. Much like Chainsaw Man, uh, devils and dope pants are powered by blood. Oh, is that how Chainsaw Man works? I know nothing about it. That is how devils work. Okay. Is Chainsaw Man a devil? No. Okay. Yeah, isn't he a demon? They're powered by fear, I think. Different things. You'll see. Don't worry. Okay. I'm not going there before the show premieres in like two days. Bleach is tomorrow. Uh, Tuesday is Chainsaw Man. I still can't believe they're doing another Bleach TV series. Like, that's wild. You know what? I'm going to be recording until midnight on a different project, and I'm going to just get out of that recording and walk out to the living room and see if it's up on Hulu. What it'll be are after you, midnight. What are you recording so late tonight? Oh, I, every Sunday I start a recording at 9.30. It's uh, just an LP. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, we've been doing Cold Steel for years. Okay, yeah, I, I do know about the Cold Steel. Yeah. The game is long enough to support a years-long... Let's play. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> have you? Are you not familiar with the Trail series? I have. Uh, as much as I love JRPGs, I have not played a Trails game yet. Uh, play Trails in the Sky or Trails from Zero instead first. But yeah. Um. No. Trails from Cold Steel is four games long, and each is probably eighty plus hours. Uh huh. Especially if you're doing hundred percent. Well, I just recently, I'll put that on the back burner, but I did just recently discover the the uh, Atelier series by downloading oh, yeah. Atelier Rorona. Uh, those games are fucking amazing, and I feel cheated that no one has ever told me how cool they are. Yeah, no, uh, for years that was one of the gayest series. Yeah, I think there there's a couple others on that you can uh, play on the PlayStation Network. So I'm I'm gonna go to those as soon as I finish. There's a couple uh, on the Switch overtime too. mode in uh, in Rorona. But yeah, those are super cool. Yeah, if you ever want to hear about B and C tier uh, JRPGs, let me know. I've got a list of a bazillion. Uh, <laughs> I I would love to know about that. I would love to have more like. Uh, seventh dragon tier rpgs uh, seventh dragon is inconsistent but you know also kind of ended when it did uh well the third one specifically the one we got and the one i played through wait we only that was a series I, yeah i thought that it was only yeah one the game. one we got was the third one ds <laughs> i hate it when that happens i think vita and then vita yes yeah, it was vita first i think no no the first one was ds Oh, you know what? I think they I, they did a remake for the Vita, and then the Vita got the second one. Yeah. You know, I'm still sad that we never got games two and three of the Retro Game Challenge series. There was a, there was third, a third one? I only knew of two. There was a 3DS one. It was by a different developer and apparently wasn't as good, but I mean, I probably still would have enjoyed it at least a little bit. I, I would have I wanted the second one, too. Okay, yeah, no. Uh, They were all... PSP games. That's what I was trying to remember, is if it was Vita or PSP. I, yeah, I, I knew I had it on my Vita, so I assumed Vita. Yeah, 
it's because of the fact that all the PSP ones had Hatsune Miku in there as an official character. Hell yeah. Who you could just, you know, get <laughs> in your party. Hell yeah. Oh, okay. But no, I, I could very much use a, like a JRPG recommendation since I have this work trip and would enjoy a video game to play. Don't play the Caligula Effect 1. There, there's my first step. I heard, I already knew that one, surprisingly. Uh, you could possibly go with uh, Soul Hackers 2 is definitely a B-tier game. But, but see, like, I won't be... Well, I didn't seem to be portable. Oh, okay, so you need something on the Switch. In- Have you played through Shin Megami Tensei? I started up Shin Megami Tensei Five. That It has a really cool intro that I was enjoying a lot. I'm still kind of wandering around the wasteland collecting demons, but, you know, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it could be switch or it could be like any sort of like emulation i have like a couple emulation devices oh hell in that case we could just go with anything you haven't played from the ps1 era there's so much (laughs) but see if you do that i'm gonna end up playing legend of dragoon and like someone might want to stop me uh legend of dragoon's cool i like legend of dragoon i have never understood why people are so harsh on it (laughs) i i don't know like it looks cool it's fun i i enjoyed it I've I've never played a Breath of Fire. I know I know about the roguelike one. I've been yeah, I've been meaning to play Dragon Quarter when I get around to it. Well that's the one I would say holds up the best. But also if you just want something to play on the go, Breath of Fire 3. Or I could finally play Final Fantasy 7. I did do that recently and enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, hot take from Chris. Uh Final Fantasy 7, good actually. Legend of Mana. uh, Staking out a brave new stance. <laughs> oh, that's true. Legend of Mana. In fact, like... if you want to get something weird and Atelier-like, Legend of Mana is basically Atelier if it had Saga DNA. That's true. Oh, <laughs> I could play the Legends Collection and just play Saga games. Oh yeah, you could do that too. Or I could just play Saga games, because I have Scarlet Graces too. I do have Scarlet Grace on my Switch now. But yeah, I, I uh, started... I got a little bit into... Final Fantasy Legend on the collection for Switch. That's an interesting game, but um, yeah, I kind of am want to push past it to get to the other ones that seem better remembered. Welcome back to Journey Through the Saga Cast, where we're going to discuss the works of Akatoshi Kawazu. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will have to play one of them to completion first. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time I've played a weird game for a podcast. It's true. You did that uh, Lightning Strikes Thrice uh, uh, podcast, didn't you, Sybil? That was you? Yep. I'm still on it. We just recorded on some FF8 yesterday. So, so, so double. Mm-hmm. Pun- so punches okay, things. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, so Shitaru, um, after they're uh, figuring out that whoever is road is probably eating people, Shitaru's like, wait, Tokimi's a cannibal? That seems a little... I don't know about that. Um, and that's basically when he starts kind of holding, uh, Philip at arm's length for the rest of this investigation until they're through most of it. Cause he's like, uh, Philip is fairly certain that this is Tokimi's fault and, uh, Shotaro is just not, not feeling that. Yeah, like the dynamic is like, Shotaro is like the people person. He does like the groundwork, has all like the contacts and stuff. And like, Philip is like the sheltered book smart person. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, Philip definitely reads a little bit, like, I, I, like, on Spectrum to me, just a little bit. Yeah, you could say it. 
I, I think that's uh, reading as intended. It's definitely something you can take out of the live action series as well. I would, I would think so. But yeah, I don't know it's... if there's any statement to that effect. But we're also no, talking no. about a show from 2009. Yeah, so, and I yeah. don't think that characters need to say their diagnosis in order to like true. be representative and a of a thing. You can't just have characters say how they feel. That makes me angry. God, that's such a good line. That's one of the best jokes on that entire show. It what really sh- is. What show? It really is. Futurama. Oh, I don't... I feel like I should remember that, but I don't right now, and that's okay. My incredibly circuitous plan is now one quarter complete. Also from <laughs> that same the, sequence. The robot devil is fun. Anyhow, yeah, so at this point, the partners have split up. And we go for another fountain bathing scene, which is when... I was, I was surprised to... at how horny this was. It was it like, is so seems horny. Little... I guess we didn't really talk about Tokimi's design. She's basically has um, fairly large breasts and is wearing like a mostly see-through shirt that just kind of hangs over and highlights them all of the time. A nighty would be how I would describe it. Yeah, that that's not unfair. It's a very nighty-like design. Just like a lot of it. Even like, uh, Akigo was like more sexualized than I thought should be. And I'm like, this is weird. (laughs) Uh, there's the scene in here where he like meets up with a middle school kid who seemed to be a returning character from the original show, I was guessing. Yeah, all the informants he goes to are actual characters from the show, but yeah. Oh, that's really cool. No, I've been I've been putting off a double rewatch just because I keep thinking, all right, next time they announce a Blu-ray set, next time they announce something on streaming, it's got to be double, right? It's got to be double, right? Yeah, that I I I mean, I agree with you there. <sighs> I mean, As- um I don't know, if we're not sure why double has been coming back into the the forefront so much. I mean, uh like Okay, the demographic for Common Rider shows is, like, the prime target is, like, 8 to 12-year-old boys, right? The, if I the think, show was running I think 14, they know that's not who's catching it in the West. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But if there, if that show ran 14 years ago, those, like, that would be young adults with money, now so i don't know if that that might have something to do with them bringing the show back to get some nostalgia dollars out of it oh yeah that's probably why this is a saint in work now but anyone you could count on for that is either grown up or was already into this because mama like <laughs> yeah <laughs> civil ways amazing <laughs> <laughs> it, it turns out that I we get random comments on various podcasts I do where apparently I just evoke feelings in people. I don't know why. Hmm. I wonder why. <laughs> you know, there's a lot to unpack there, but the main thing that I'm picking up is like no one emails us as in the oh, show. Oh, this is this is on like Reddit. Oh yeah, I don't I don't post on Reddit. I don't want people to criticize me on the internet. <laughs> especially not where I can see like a monetary value for the criticism. Yeah, especially <laughs> not numerical value on a thing that has upvotes <laughs> with the possibility of going negative. Yeah, that's that sounds like a goddamn nightmare. 
Look, I already said I love the spirit of Waffle House, so I can live with that. That's true. Braver woman so, than so me. So really, what we should do is we should have Sybil do it and, and just filter out what we would okay. want to hear. Yeah, sure. Why not? So, um, well, anyway, so uh, basically Shitaro is investigating rumors of about Tokimi or Tokime for a while, uh, just seeing what everyone else has heard about her. He hears some interesting stories, but eventually meets back up with the client, and they run into a Don Donpan. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Donpan. It's Dopan. Uh, Dopan. it is the name of the monsters from Double, where you shove a Gaia memory into your skin. Um, does that name mean something, Dopan, or uh, it's just what they call the monsters? I think. Oh, okay. Uh, also, why would you do this? It seems like it sucks. Uh, drugs. Drug metaphor here. Okay, I got it. Yeah, hard-boiled show has hard-boiled villains. Fair enough, fair enough. Don't worry, though. It seems that the group who is currently behind the plot of Fudo P.I. has realized that you can take Gaia memories to the next stage and become high-dopes. High-dopes? Yes. Do you just take multiple Gaia memories and shove them in yourself? No, no, you just need to use drivers differently. Uh, it seems like a missed opportunity to not call them double dopes. But only one of things is double here. Oh, they they don't use multiple guy memories for that? Nope, oh. they have their one. Okay, okay. Yeah, you saw one of them at the end of the uh, episode. Aurora. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was wondering about what that was. Yep. Yeah, he seemed like he was some sort of weird monster person from the Shadow World, so I didn't know what that was all about yet. Well, if you go on, you'll find out about Aurora. Uh, okay, so, yeah, they run into this Dopan. um, Shatara manages to prevent him and the client from getting murdered by giant heat laser rings, by, uh, using his common Rider powers to, like, dash to a nearby roof. But... Technically, it's Philip using his common Rider powers to save him. I-, I was wondering why he can do this now, but then says he can't do it later. He didn't. Well, later, he 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 specifically left his driver when he left that second time. Oh, okay, okay, I got it. And he also goes into like an underground tunnel in the train yard after they escape the Dopon to kind of drive back to the base. Yeah, he's Rider Batman. Why do they have underground tunnels? That seems like a level of resources that they shouldn't have access to. It's a geofront. Just don't ask questions. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think... I mean, technically, wasn't that all, like, fronted by, like, Shroud and shit? I'm just saying let's speed past that one, because if we start going into a lot of the weird groundwork they set up in the series to explain away these things, we'll be here a while. They just have it. (laughs) They've just got it. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's a geo front. There. Uh, back back to the bathing scene we were talking about. Uh, Shitaro confronts uh, Tukime about uh, possibly murdering and eating people. Hey, are you uh, a cannibal? Uh, she's like, I don't know. Am I? I've got amnesia, by the way. Yeah, and you're like, the amnesia? Oh, shit. I know what that is. I had a friend that had that. <laughs> Yeah, that seems to, like, mean something specifically to him, where I'm just like, okay. Yeah, it's Philip. It's because that's how we got Philip. He's just assuming that she's in a similar boat to Philip was, I guess. Yep. Hey, uh, that worked out for him in the end. 
yeah, he basically, he figures out at this point that she is not the, the monster because the memory that she has is... Okay, the memory, the USB, super USB drive she has is broken. Not... Mm-hmm. Her memory is also broken in a literal sense. Correct. If you if you wanted to specify, you could use Gaia memory for the yeah. the physical object. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. The Gaia memory is broken, so she could not turn into a monster. She just has some sort of super sense based on holding it or something. It well, gets hot when yeah. road is near. It oh, gets okay. hot whenever any dope pond is nearby. That's how she's been following the holes and flipping in and out of reality. Is oh. That guy's around. Uh, da, 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 da. Yep, yeah, yep, she totally has been stealing a bunch of shit off dead bodies, so uh, she's not 100% innocent here. Yeah, but uh, she hasn't done any murders or cannibalisms. Good for her. It's it's not too weird to waifu her still. You can do that if you want. <laughs> Anyhow, at this point, everything goes to hell because Tachikawa shows up while she's in the fountain, and Shotaro has left his memory at home. So, they are about to be gunned down, but Shotaro figures out, hey, it turns out she's not your culprit, it's one of your guys. Yeah, because the thing just got hot when they showed up, there's a crowd of guys, so he's not sure which one of the Yakuza it is, but he knows it's one of them. And he manages to push the hungry road enough that he transforms, and then Philip arrives and we get our first henshin sequence of the anime. Uh, yeah, Philip and uh, the the lady who owns their building Akiko. pull up in an extremely toyetic prop. Yeah, the the Ravelgari. It's very looks like it's made out of connects or something. Yeah, that's a good term for it. The the bike docks into it. I want you to know the bike is called the Hard Boiler too. <laughs> okay, that's pretty great. Uh, the transformation sequence is extremely cool. They make the uh, turning into to Cyclone Joker just look cool as heck. Hmm. Yeah, and it's pretty much like live action one for one. Mm. The colors in the show are really good. I'm really glad that they got that they uh, kind of decided to focus on that because that's something that I really like about the more recent uh, shows that I've seen is. Uh, you know, just strong color is not something you see a lot in the... That's true. Yeah, Double is very bright. Those sorts of shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first suit is the darkest, actually. The green-black-purple combo. Yeah, yeah. Red and white and blue and yellow are both very bright combinations. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next episode... Uh, let's see. Starts with uh, Rider Double just kind of kicking the crap out of this Dopon... We have Philip giving guidance as part of the body going, you know, most of his powers are getting up speed and hurling hot asphalt at us. So keep up in his face and we're probably good. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he shoots. He shoots heat lasers. So uh, just keep kicking him. So punch him. <laughs> uh, drill tweet. If I were in a sniper battle, I would just run over and kick the gun out of the guy's hand because he's not specialized in a melee fight. <laughs> that's kind of what happens yes <laughs> or anyway. alternatively get really long arm <laughs> yes. yeah he does do that at one point too when the guy threatens to take a hostage yeah 
as you mentioned, uh, this is probably one of the single best ways the Luna ability has ever looked, in that it is very the mask rather than being um, Spyro the Dragon cutscene gone wrong. Yeah, or just like <laughs> body horror. No, uh, no, I would I, be I, into that. I do like how the scene plays out where uh, the the Dopan thinks that it has grabbed uh, Tokime, but it is actually, like, th- there's a bunch of smoke go- drifting around, and then when it clears, Devil is like, no, actually, you're holding onto my arm! Yes. And he's, like, stretched it over there with his Luna powers. It's just an extra little bit of, of goofiness then, in the scene. And then wraps the road Dopan in the arm. Yeah. yeah. It's very silly. It's well, then before that, Jerry. there's the most, like, Shotaro thing of just letting the Dopant shove um, Akane out of the way. Akiko. Akiko, thank you. I don't know why I thought Akane. <laughs> Akiko. So, yeah, we get a pretty sick chase scene to wrap the first half of the episode as they head through Shadow Fudo. Yeah, it's been three fair, like, two fairly uh, investigation-heavy episodes, and they kind of use this one as their big action blowout. It's a just a, a big chase fight sequence that lasts pretty much like ten like ten whole minutes. That's the first half of the episode. Yeah. Everything after is just kinda wind down. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I really enjoyed it. You get to see Luna Trigger. Uh you get to see the body horror that is the Joker memory break where double splits in half. Yeah, that was a little weird. Yeah, again, they now made a toy that can do that. It's true, they did. Rode also uses... He, uh, like, drives around like a... What are these things called? The... I I remember there was like a... There was a PS2 game about this, where, like, it was people who were also motorcycles. Are we sure that's just not IGPX? No, it wasn't IGPX because they were they they were in power armor, not mechs. They weren't in mechs. Kinetica freak style. Yes, yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, I am looking at Kinetica now. Yeah, that's probably the one you're thinking of. This is like, what if Uniracers were uh, latex fetish? <laughs> I remember seeing the cover for that so many times and being like, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, looking at that, you can definitely see the oh, uh, bodies yeah. and hands. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember this now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Road has a bunch of... You know, we never talked about how his tongue is actually paved like a road. He like keeps sticking out his tongue and it has white lines down the it's center of it. It's not paved, it is painted. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that's what I meant. It's like uh, it has white stripes down the middle. No, if he had a weird venom tongue, this would be a very different design. Although it is kind of a long, pointy tongue like venom so never mind it's not too different from movie venom yeah i realized that was the wrong way to phrase that but uh yeah so after turning into a a motorcycle he like makes a big jump and then starts puking blood into the air to make a new road the sound for it reminded me of a Mario Sunshine when you make Yoshi just puke juice for a while he just goes wow I'm sorry what yeah, and that's a thing that happens in Mario Sunshine. Because, that's like, it's all about, like, water and stuff, so, like, you eat the fruit, and then okay. you spit out... Okay, I understand that game is about water, but what you just said is not water, it's <laughs> when you make Yoshi puke the juice. Um, From fruit. Yeah, did I stutter? 
that's what you do. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry uh, I didn't play the sicko Mario. I was over here with Sonic. Yeah, uh, Mario has a backpack that he uses to spray water out of, but when he's riding Yoshi, uh, he's using his hands for that, so he can't control the backpack, so he uh, just makes Yoshi puke juice out of his stomach. Ugh. And huge streams. <laughs> it It is apparently acidic enough to melt giant yellow barriers. Jesus! <laughs> I am not joking about any of this. I don't think you are. I'm just gonna say, I know the Sonic fandom is weird, but you know what's never been a canonical power of anyone in Sonic? Violently puking. <laughs> I might have to check extended lore. I could probably pull something together. The closest one off the top of my head is when, uh, when the alligator guy, like, shot explosive gum and could, like, violently shoot explosive gum out of his mouth. Yeah, but that's just the fact that he's a weird Mission Impossible reference a lot of the time. Man, Sonic Heroes is a weird game. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Let's not go there either. <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay, so they they beat up this Pon guy, and then yeah, like, be- basically the next ten minutes of the episode are denouement, where, uh, it's revealed that Sh- uh, Shitaro figured out that the guy who had hired him had, yeah, um, yeah. He he had a he was basically trying to recover a bag, and in the bag was a Gaia memory that the guy was trying to get back. He never Toast actually story. cared about meeting up with Tokime again. Yup. So uh, they arrest Chuda, and Tokime turns herself in as well because you know the cops are already here, and you have been stealing a bunch of things. Yeah. Uh, they reveal that she apparently made it look like she had telekinesis by just using a fish hook and yanking things out of people's hands, which I'm like, oh, okay. It's a solid skill to have. (laughs) In fact, I think that's actually what Philip says in the moment. A very solid skill. (laughs) I I think that's true. Yeah. (laughs) He's like a good skill for a thief to have. Yeah. Yeah, they're just like, oh, well, that makes sense. That's a normal thing for a person to do. Yeah, everyone thinks they're telekinetic because they can use a fish hook. Okay. You know, not the strangest thing that happens in the city that has paranormal cops. That's true. 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 Uh, Also, the Gaia memory that, um, I forget his name, the the schlubby guy. The Gaia memory that he had was Toadstool, which apparently emits, like, lets you emit deadly spores or something. I have to assume that that's going to come back at some point. It's way too obvious of a Chekhov's gun. Hasn't as of the current episode. I'm surprised it hasn't come back. Otherwise, they would have just, like, broke it immediately. Yeah, no. Uh, Maybe it's somewhere in the manga. I know we've skipped ahead by the end of this season. Like, we skipped an arc or two, but... Nothing in the anime. Oh, you know, I do also like he he figures out that um the guy's the the guy of memory is associated with this specific guy because uh he uh the guy immediately denies it when he sees it. He's like, "No, I've never seen that before." And he like clicks it or something and it makes a USB slot appear on the guy's arm. Yep. Uh so that lie doesn't work. That's interesting by the way. I, I can't say I expected that to happen, but I guess when you own a Gaia memory, it's tied to you in some way? Yeah, if you've jacked it into you once, you're gonna have that scar. Huh, okay. 
they're supposed to be like supernatural track marks. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, so Tokime goes to, is taken to jail because she did some crimes, but, um, basically she appears in the very next scene and is like, uh, the cops let me out on parole as long as I help you with your police detective stuff. And she's got a whole notebook that Akiko made up. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah, it has, like, it just has, like, the details and, like, all the different uh, double forms. Yeah. Also, I suppose we should mention the part where she gives him a long kiss that uh, catches him off guard, turns him comedically red, and then gets him to do faux noir narration as she's driven away. I can still taste the faint bit of sandalwood on my lips. Uh, he sa- uh, doesn't he say dog flowering dogwood actually flowering dogwood my bad <laughs> it's very dramatic and also he has a weird look that's like I never thought I could be straight <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's uh you know a lot of people have written a lot of things into Philip and Shotaro's relationship and Nothing in the manga explicitly denies them. <laughs> Shotaro has some dialogue toward the end of the episode about, um, he, he says that Sh- Shotaro is attracted to femme fatale types, and he, like, so he subconsciously holds himself back from romantic relationships because he's constantly expecting things to go badly. I'm like, well, that's, that's a handy secondary superpower, I guess. <laughs> you know? As someone who had a string of bad dates uh, for years, yeah. Sometimes you got a type, and that type is uh, destructive. Yeah. If you had a a sixth sense for that, maybe thing, maybe you could save some trouble. But you know, <laughs> eh, it happens. Eventually. Uh, so, um, oh, also, uh, Tokime is going to live in Shotaro's apartment. Yeah, and Chotro's like, I guess I just sleep at work now. <laughs> yeah, because she, I, I would say, innocently says, you know, we could just sleep together. And he's like, nope, watching her in the moonlight. He's just like, <laughs> I, I've seen what happens with this. This is a bad idea. I should not do this. I'm going to leave now. And he just shows back up at the agency and it's like, you put a witch in my bed. I'm taking the couch. Akiko. Akiko is even even says like, why didn't you just sleep with her? I'm like, wow. Yes. She's uh she's shipping real hard, I guess. Yeah, you know, as the one person we know who is regularly getting some, I suppose she probably is just teasing him. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, she is married. Yep. Uh, his room is also uh Shotaro's room extremely. It looks normal and clean, but, like, this is the room of a huge fucking dork. Uh, <laughs> it's got, like, noir posters all over, and, like, there's vinyl record art sitting on his desk, and he's got a bunch of uh, novels in a bookcase, and, a like, a classical phonograph. Like, yeah, this guy's a dork. Oh, you're not going to mention the six-hat hat rack on the door? <laughs> Six fedoras in a pyramid? I hadn't even noticed that, that he has a hat rack. He owns two hats. No, he owns at least eight that we see. Yeah, they're all in the agency on the back wall. Oh my god. Yeah. (laughs) He he only keeps two of them at home, then. 
Yeah, he has a hat rack that had two on it at home, which is clearly the one he takes to work and the one he takes back from work each time. But <laughs> And a spare. No. Yeah, there's another rack later where you see it is a pyramid of one, two, and three hats just hanging off a door. Yeah, and it, like, it specifically has a skull's hat at the top. Yep. Yeah, it's got like a little lightning mark cut out of it. I was wondering if that was a reference to something that happened in the show or if it's just... Yeah, the visual. Uh, yeah, and the last thing that happens in the episode is we see a guy called Aurora who is standing in the Shadow World, activates his common uh, writer powers, and, uh, like, turns into a weird monster thing? It looks uh, very un- very much less human than in the other ones we've seen. To be fair, he is also becoming the physical manifestation of the Aurora Borealis, so it's a little psychedelic. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty psychedelic. Uh, he's also, like, talking to someone we can't see, I think. Oh, he's not talking to anyone, he's just like, uh, you're not here anymore, Tokime. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess he's reflecting on Tokime leaving, is what he's actually doing. Yeah, he can't find her in the city. And that's, uh, the end of the first arc. So, either of you think you're going on with this? I'll probably finish watching it. Yeah, I definitely think I will. Uh, I liked the first three episodes quite a bit. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I'll probably watch through to the end of this before I get around to watching Kamen Rider Double, actually. So, yeah. Uh, a lot easier to get to in the West, so I understand. I want to see the thing that the season will probably end on. So I will watch it. We are ending on Superhuman R, if that's the arc you're talking about. Uh, maybe. I mean, I just, I want to see the, sp- the specific thing. Got it. Uh, in terms of, like, an anime adaptation of a Kamen Rider show, uh, seems a little unusual for the first time they're doing this, but, I mean, it's working for me, so, I don't know. I would be very curious what the numbers on this are, because it hasn't really been... My guess is low, because it also came out in the middle of a season. Yeah, it did It did come out a few weeks into the season. It's still ending as we're going into fall, but... Yeah, and then, so, there's that, and then, like, everything, like, everything came back. Spy Family came back and all that, yeah. so I feel like it was just which, a which horrible time. started up, which has been pretty amazing for the first couple episodes... Yeah, it's, hmm, I I don't know. This seemed like something that was going to get a real push at one point, and then probably the Sony takeover derailed some plans. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that seems extremely likely. I had a hard time finding this on Crunchyroll when I went looking the other day to watch it. Like, they have not, they they didn't really seem to, uh, like, tag it for their little recommended, uh... Like, you know, the little recommended blades that they have of, of shows. Yeah, I've never seen Fudo P show up in one of those. I've, um, I'm very curious because they were sending out some emails about it when it debuted. But yes, like you, I've never seen it in their top recs. And I go across, we have Android devices and Apple TV and I watch things on browser. And I've never seen this pop up as a rec, only on my playlist yeah yeah it seems a real shame that they would like bury something this unique but uh you know eh, that's a uh, business for you it sucks ass yeah 
Agreed, cat. Agreed, Cato. Oh, did you? Could you guys hear uh, Sophie? Yep. Yes, <laughs> we did catch that one. Oh, yeah, she's meowing at me to pay attention to her. Well, is there? Yeah, anything? I, am, I did enjoy yeah. it. Uh, I'm curious where it's going. I'm curious how it'll be remembered. It's uh, it seems like it's in a real interesting situation. So, uh, how that shakes out will be interesting to see. Yeah. Do you want to see them do a locked room murder mystery? Because you get that. Uh, I literally always want to see anything with a detective do a locked room murder mystery. Well, good news. They get trapped in a mansion while there's a blizzard in the mountains. Of course. Awesome. Great. That's... Yep. I'm glad to hear it. Anywho, uh, this is a podcast that shows up on the internet at journeythroughthedecacast.com, uh, where you can find links to all of, like, the things that we're on. Like, the, the Spotify's and the Apple's and all of that. There's also some buttons for emailing, I think. Yeah, if you go under contact, there's a whole contact thing. Uh, you can tweet me at wormwithy on Twitter if you would like. You could tweet Chris. Uh, you could tweet at me. My Twitter's on there. I don't use it. I just click like on pictures. Yeah. Careful, tell people that and they'll start looking through your likes. Garrett is Garrett is not a health minister from Canada. Oh, I think I think I think they got fired, so it's not even a thing anymore, unfortunately. Uh, but I I am still not, for the record. No, nope, never have been. And if you need me, I can be found at my website hellscaper.com, which has links to any of the variety of projects I work on. You don't want to specifically plug one of your three dozen other podcasts? They're all on the site. I have a landing page for that. Okay. It's true. I'm looking at it right now. It's under podcast and multimedia. Yes. We're there. I yep. envy you your energy. <laughs> I'm only doing a third recording today. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we should probably close it out for oh, the. Oh, yeah, I, I say, say the thing. The passing through podcast. Remember that. Bye. <laughs> have a good night everybody watch out for cyclones joker class and above <laughs> don't shove any usb objects into any orifices new hellraiser on hulu right now if you want that <laughs>